For the second time in less than a year, many tourism boards prepare to reopen. Los Cabos, Mexico, like so many other places, completely shut down for anything other than essential travel in April 2020. By June 15th, they were executing the beginning of a staged reopening plan that would see them return to 50% capacity in hotels and transportation by September. Fast forward to February 2021, and once again, Los Cabos, like so many other places, is about to relaunch a staged reopening of tourism, and if anything, safety requirements, national border restrictions, and medical testing for the virus are now far more stringent. My guest today is Rodrigo Espana. He's the managing director of the Los Cabos Tourism Board, and before that, for more than a decade and a half, he was the regional director of the Mexican Tourism Board for both USA and Canada. Los Cabos, like so many other destinations, has seen inbound traffic in November drop to less than 50% of 2019 numbers. As it prepares to reopen again in 2021, the focus is on meeting the World Travel and Tourism Council's safe travel guidelines, implementing accessible rapid testing right at the hotel level in order to meet more stringent border crossing rules worldwide, and empowering the network of Los Cabos tourism businesses and operators to tell the story of a safe and purposefully careful Los Cabos to the rest of the world. Good morning, Rodrigo Esponda. How are you, sir? Where are you and what's it like right now? Buenos dias, David. Good morning. I am precisely in beautiful Los Cabos, I'm working very hard. What's it like today on a day-to-day basis? When you walk downtown, what's it like? Well, you know, everybody, there is a some sort of expectation uh, towards the future. Everybody has been um, going through different stages uh, since, as you were describing, since uh, we closed and then we're prepared to reopen, then we reopen and it's it's been some sort of a wagon uh, in moving in different directions. And right now, everybody is uh, holding in, in terms of what is going to be bringing uh, toward the second part of 2021. Everybody's uh, hoping the best and working to make sure that the visitors have the best experience because, as you know, the only economic activity that we have here is tourism. So we live from our visitors and we need to have them coming and feeling in the best way possible. So, Rodrigo, take us through a little bit of a history lesson. So last January, like the rest of the world, you're sitting on the cusp of an emerging virus that looks like it'll be a problem. By February, it's a full-blown problem. By March, we're doing things we've never seen before. Talk us, talk us through sort of the spring, the summer reopening, and then the second wave and, and, and what that's meant to Los Cabos um, as a destination, what it's meant to the operators there. Well, we, we have a very particular model in Los Cabos of how we operate. So the stakeholders are grouped into different associations. So it's a very united destination. And uh, in February of last year, we were already having meetings, all of the different associations of stakeholders, planning and preparing and making scenarios of what this would be. So we prepared three scenarios. Uh, one that was, uh, let's say, uh, a little bit uh, optimistic, one, the medium one, that we thought that would be extreme, at, at, and a very one that it was uh, super extreme on, on how this would be happening. I have to say that I was uh, 
initially uh, thinking of the positive one, then I moved to the medium one, and then we ended up in the, in the most extreme one. Um, the interesting thing is that because we were already thinking of these three scenarios, it was some sort of easier to move from one to the other to the last one, uh, instead of being completely unprepared and not thinking of what you would do because on each of these scenarios, we were planning some specific reactions internally and externally and things that we would need to start working on. So we, I remember perfectly when in March, we decided in a meeting with all the associations and the authorities to completely shut down the destination. And I was impressed that it was not a mandate uh, from the authority. It was a collective decision because everybody knew that we needed to do it in order to be ready and in better shape to reopen in an organized way. So it was painful when we uh, communicated to the community of Los Cabos that we needed to shut down. Uh, probably people would not believe that, uh, that this could ever happen in a tourism destination that uh, meaning shutdown is no beaches, no businesses open, completely, completely shut down. And um, everybody was working from home remotely. So is that, that's April last year? April 1st of last year, we were completely shut down. So April 2nd, it was like a desert. And if wow. you would see the ocean, the, there was no single boat. No, no boat. Wow. And that, that was impressive because there is always a constant flow of boats, um, fishing boats, small sport fishing boats or bay or sailing boats, but no boats whatsoever. So it was completely, completely shut down. Uh, the marine, the hotels were empty. Everybody was sent home and everybody was communicating through different media. So um, we were and then we started preparing of how we would need to reopen the destination is, is meaning um, what faces and what steps we would need to do each of us in the different businesses. So we, for example, in the hotel association, they started uh, checking all around the world what protocols they were implementing uh, in order to make sure that everybody would have the best guidelines uh, implemented. And that was a, a hard work. And then we start moving to the restaurants, to the businesses, to the beaches. Uh, and there are different le levels of responsibility on each of them. So let's say the beaches, there are uh, municipality uh, responsibilities and also federal responsibilities. Uh, and so we needed to work all together from different levels of authorities uh, towards different associations. So we work in 11 protocols to cover all the tourism services from the airport, transportation, restaurants, businesses, the golf, uh, the, the villas that are being rented. Uh, so the property managers needed to participate. Um, and then everybody started get, really getting aligned. Uh, I remember when we were doing a training around May uh, to the restaurants on the protocols and the guidelines. And I was impressed that there were almost 2,000 people connected from the restaurants, wow. restaurant uh, workers that were looking to learn on how to implement the measures and the protocols. So the training was key to really have everybody aligned. And uh, as such, 
uh, we decided that um, when we were already with the protocols and the training, that we would be opening in June 15. Mm-hmm. Um, that because we saw that the number of cases went very low, that the protocols were in place. And interestingly, and by my surprise, we saw that there was a demand uh, of in the United States to come to Los Cabos as soon as we would really open the door. So, so, so uh, let's, 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 let's touch on that just for a second. 2,000 restaurant operators join a series of seminars to talk about protocols for reopening. 2000 just in Los Cabos. Just in Los Cabos. That's that's an amazing, you know, stakeholder operator alignment to be able to bring that in. And and the Los Cabos board, you know, the role and function in there is to facilitate it. But you've gone further as a destination even. This is what really uh, impresses me. Just a little bit as as an aside, talk about the service proposition, because I think when it comes down to how you made that shift prior to June and how you how you emerged, there's a remarkable value proposition around the Los Cabos situation. And it has to do, I think the best best example of it is to talk about how you you adjusted to, to actually literally create in-hotel testing, in-airport testing, and, and really address the, the World Travel and Tourism Council's safe guidelines head on. Said, okay, if we're gonna do this now, I don't know many of other places that have actually gone to that level, but talk to me about the testing piece you were able to put into place. Well, the testing was uh, some sort of the same type of work that we were. And and one point that made it very easy is that we are and we were already doing a massive testing program to the tourism employees. So all the businesses were going through a periodical testing program where that was that is subsidized by the authorities uh, to make it very affordable. There is a, a cost that the business units need need to cover, but it's minimal. Um, it's it's really a, a very small so amount. If I'm not mistaken, your test your testing can run in around the sixty dollar range, which is which uh, well. The, the subsidized testing program by the, by the government is uh, $10. Really? Because I, 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 I've been keeping track of this around the world, and it's not uncommon that places that are asking for departing COVID tests or arriving COVID tests, the, the costs on those things are two and $300 easily in many destinations. Yeah. Um, no, we, 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 we have been making it accessible. Many hotels and many businesses are truly covering the cost. So if you mm-hmm. stay three nights, then your testing is completely free. Uh, that is what most of, of the properties are doing and of the villa rental companies, the timeshares, because one characteristic that Los Cabos has is that 65% of our visitors are repeat visitors. Mm-hmm. So when you need to, to create and maintain that loyal base of visitors, um, Canadians are the, mo- the most loyal ones. Um, the repeat visit from Canadians is 75%. Uh, right. so th- that means that somebody that comes really loves the destination and then keeps coming, keeps coming. It's a safe place. The quality of the services are at the highest level and everybody's welcome. Uh, and, and, and the quality of the services really are at the highest level. I mean, we're talking about a destination where your ADR is probably three times what it is in, in a lot of the rest of Mexico. That's true. We are three times the ADR than any other destination in Mexico. 
And interestingly, since we reopened, that has even increased. So wow. the value proposition of the destination is precisely that by making everybody feeling safe, then there is more demand than what we can accommodate because of mm -hmm. the capacity cap. And people feel safe. We, we measure it in the exit survey. Talk about your capacity cap for a second. It is capped at what, 50% now? Uh, yes, it's 50%. We started at 30%, then 40 and then we're at 50 mm -hmm. And th there have been strict curfews all around the destination. When we reopened was at 10 p.m., everything had to be shut down. Right. Inside the restaurants, uh, the resorts and everywhere. Then it was 11 and currently it's at midnight. Uh, but at midnight has to be everything. All tourism services have to be shut down completely. Right. Uh, in, in the destination. And there are um, inspections, uh, verifications. Um, the, as you were mentioning, the WTTC protocol, the safe travel stamps, uh, we carefully align it towards there. And then we've been working towards other international certifications. We're working with Intertech Cristal. We're working with ShareCare, uh, trying to really implement the highest level of quality in the protocols at the same level of the value proposition that the destination has always kept. Absolutely. So I know this from talking to you, you love Mexico and your heart is there. You worked at the Mexican tourism board for a decade and a half. You've lived in Canada, the US, all over the world. Los Cabos is a perfect Petri dish for developing some really progressive things in tourism. And, and let's, you know, not, not the least of which, because with such a great ADR, it's easier to experiment there than maybe in more marginal uh, properties that are highly price competitive. Do you think that the best practices you've developed and the, and the models you're working on in Los Cabos can filter down? I know that your heart still exists with the, with, with the Mexican Tourism Board and you want the best for the country. Are they paying attention to what you're doing and, and is there a chance that we'll start to see, I'm sure in the industry we'll start to see more implementations of this. The cruise industry won't recover unless testing becomes an integral part of its, its, its proposition. Is there hope that these lessons you're learning can spread across the country? I believe so. I'm passionate about Mexico and about tourism, and we've been very open to share all the information with other destinations, not just in, in Mexico, but in other parts of Latin America. Uh, we've been getting in touch with different countries and, and different organizations that have been asking us uh, about what we do. Um, Visit California, for example, they uh, were going to be participating in their annual event in a few weeks. And it was the same. We, we were the only destination in Mexico, and they've seen what we are doing, how we have been doing working with the stakeholders. And it's something that we need to share because the only way to get back the tourism industry is by working collectively. I think mm -hmm. that is what is being hurting because instead of countries collaborating among each other, everybody's taking unilateral decisions just to help themselves, but not to collectively get to the best way that things would be improving overall. And that would be the faster way to get on track mm -hmm. instead of, of just trying to close the borders, close the business, close the route, and then just caring about how I'm going to be making less my, my worse situation. So it, it's, it's been very interesting to see. I, I think that 
collectively, we're going to be getting to a point that there is going to be a consensus that things can be reopening just by the full collaboration of everybody. Well, and, and I see that collaboration um, really well in the microcosm of Los Cabos. I'm, I'm impressed with how the tourism board was able to um, align those stakeholders, bring them to the table, sort out role and function across, you know, um, segment organizations like restaurant associations, working with government organizations like public beaches and ports. I, I'm, I'm really impressed with that. But the other day you and I were talking and you brought up an interesting uh, question, which is, if I, if I can sort of summarize it for you, and please correct me if I'm, if I'm a little uh, off-center on this. Los Cabos is made up of, of thousands of operators, all who offer different things. Um, you know, from the, in the picture behind you right now, the fellow who's running the ATV experience, the hike the hills and the mountains tours, the, the scuba and, 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 and snorkeling situations. Aligning all of those people is the goal. And it, you, you said something, you said it becomes even more important in a world where when people make travel inquiries about Los Cabos, it doesn't necessarily run through a Los Cabos website. They're often ending up right on the websites and the listing services of these individual operators, whether they're looking for, you know, a, a treetops experience or, a, or a, an oceanfront experience. You said that the challenge is about getting all of the stakeholders to tell the same story so people understand that level of safety and hygiene and care that you're putting out there. So, so talk to me a little about, about the messaging out from Los Cabos from that, that, that entire digital footprint of thousands of operators. How do you work on that? Well, we, we had to create on a local campaign. So it, it's been interesting because we have always been working on marketing and communication campaigns for the outside, for the outbound markets, um, yes. United States, Canada, Mexico, and, and others. Um, but in this occasion, we had to work on a local campaign to really align everybody. So it was uh, called Paint a Smile On. And the way of making sure that even the, with all the current situation and the uncertainty, you need to smile. You need to, to mm. have that level of hospitality to welcome everyone. Um, it's been interestingly also that, uh, for example, we have a narrative, a storytelling of how we need to position the protocols and the care that we are putting together. And then we start sharing it internally. And it is interesting, as you were pointing, that when you get into the different websites of the tourism providers, you read on how they are selling their services. And it is precisely a line of how we are selling the destination and, and I love it because we, there are even some stories that I tell that, uh, you know, Los Cabos is the, the capes and the story of uh, three brothers. And I say um, one is a good brother. The second one is the bad behaved brother. And the third one is a hippie brother because um, Cabo San Lucas is where everybody comes and there are some uh, nightlife and the marina. San Jose del Cabo is a traditional Mexican town that uh, it's a sleepy town that at 11, everything is shut down and you cannot even whistle um, in, in, the, in the town. And then the third one is a natural reserve area that everybody is, is you know, uh, uh, in a much more relaxed uh, way. And then I was reading the websites of different 
providers, and then they they use the same story. So I love that. Really, really interesting. Yes, then everybody is aligned, and then usually I think we should feel proud that people are using the same narrative that we are, because it's the only way to really push in the in move forward in the same direction. So as you as you push into 2021, um, you know you, you you have a very well articulated recovery plan. Obviously, the situation we find ourselves in clinically in the world is going to affect how fast that rolls out, how soon we can recover bigger capacity. Um, but you, you've, you've defined your lane really well. Los Cabos is a, an exclusive destination with a very high value proposition to go along with its with its attributes and service. What would you share if you look across the United States and Canada and, and Europe and the rest of the world in terms of meeting the consumer where and how they shop? And I think you've done a, a fabulous job of addressing something that in marketing I call the, the, the hygiene motivator balance. You, you, you motivate people to travel, you motivate people to buy luxury goods, but you must re- meet all these hygiene factors first. Uh, you know, if you're buying a Cadillac, it has to be fuel efficient and low maintenance and whatever. And then you can sell them on all the electric accoutrements. Similarly in travel, it's emerged now that one of the hygiene factors, pun intended, is you must show that you are COVID safe. And, and I think we're going to be doing that in destinations for years to come. I, I don't think it's unusual, you know, in the future for, for my family, if we want to go to Costa Rica at Christmas, is to look at what the flu profile is going to look like in Costa Rica on a given year at Christmas. This is, w- this is with us and it's here to stay. So what suggestions do you have to the rest of the world when it comes to tourism marketing about integrating this messaging, about getting their stakeholders on board? Because I don't think it, it's going to scare off um, travelers. It's actually going to make them feel more comfortable. What can you share with us? Well, I agree with you first that this is going to be uh, something that we would need to be dealing for a few years. It's not going to go away. And and we, we pass that message here. So uh, people were expecting that as soon as 2021 would come, then everything would be back to normal. And, and that didn't happen. And it would not happen uh, during 2021 or 2022. The testing, I think, is the best thing that we need to do. And, and the more technology is implemented to make it testing easier, faster, um, it would be more secure for everybody to communicate. And... Um, the mobility, it's uh, directly associated with the contagious of, of the virus. So that is what is hurting the tourism businesses because tourism is, you have to move in order to travel. Uh, and then if you move and then that's associated, associated with how you are transmitting the virus, then it's, it's completely hurting. So there has to be a way that testing is implemented and it has to be, a very consistent experience what you offer. And I believe that that is what is, we're facing two or three years that are gonna be truly uncertain in all ways. There are gonna be a changing nature of uh, everything, how people plan their vacation instead of thinking of a year over, they would be thinking of one, two or three months because there would be no way that you can really plan to travel with one or two years in advance, how you would be buying an air ticket and a full package when things can change from one day to the next one. Um, so we, we need to provide all the certainty in the way that things are done in the best possible experience. We need to be flexible. 
we need to be prepared uh, for the changes that would be coming throughout the, the months. And we need to be very articulated with our partners, um, in the stakeholders, internally and externally. Because uh, thanks to the technologies, now we are having conversations with our partners outside the Los Cabos Tourism Board on a weekly basis, when before we were probably communicating once a month. Mm -hmm. uh, so all th those changes are positive. And I think that if we keep working as such, then the tourism is going to come back um, stronger, faster, and better. Well, you said a couple of things here that are really interesting. One is that your communications with outside entities is higher now than before. And, and I was in a meeting the other day and we were talking about a company that's our partner company in Britain. And the, Brit the British company literally said, we are so much better integrated with Tucson in the last year because Zoom went from being a novelty to a way of people doing business. So we found ourselves, our, our external communications have gone way, way up in the quality of those companies. Uh, um, communications have gotten way, way up. But I want to come back to something else you touched on earlier. Testing is essential. So you're in Los Cabos, you need a 24-hour, 48-hour uh, advanced test before you can return to Canada or the U.S. But the hotels went even one step further. And I, and I read, I've been researching, and I read in some materials that in the event that you have a COVID test that isn't favorable to you traveling, the hotel's also prepared to say, now that you're here and it's not your vacation, we're going to offer you some options for staying that make it easier on you. They're going to they're going to give you discounted opportunities. So they're not just dealing with the idea that you need testing, but they're dealing with the idea that the outcome of the testing going whichever way, we're here to help with that as well. Exactly. I, I think that's remarkable. Well, it's the only way uh, because we are, and as you were mentioning, the value proposition of the destination has to be the experience, not the volume. So we, we don't want... Uh, thousands and thousands of people just to come for the sake of coming and that's it we want to make everybody feeling that they are traveling for a particular reason they are here because they want to practice some activity to be together to relax or or to work from home uh, many people have been coming just to work remotely uh, mm -hmm. and that i think is is an interesting concept that would remain uh, homes are also uh, the real estate market uh, it, it's moving very fast because oh, yes. now people are working here in Los Cabos instead of being in other parts uh, that the weather and the total conditions would not be good. So testing, I think, is, is crucial and it would be here for a few times, for many years to come. Mm -hmm. And we need to prepare it uh, to offer it in a seamless way without hurting the experience of our visitors or locals. Well, I, I think that's great. And I think the long view that health is part of travel, health is a responsibility of a tourism board, that not to say they have to execute it, but they certainly can't be ignorant of it anymore as we move forward. I think that's brilliant. I'm going to ask a question that I guess asked all the time, and it's, it's an important question. It's not to put you on the spot. I want you to go with your gut, but it's a two-parter. In a world where you're creating this alignment, where you're sharing Los Cabos with the rest of the world, where you've gone through all the work locally to work with um, various entities from government groups to individual businesses, I want to ask you this. What is stakeholder engagement in tourism? What does it mean and why does it matter? Two parts. What does it mean? Why does it matter? Well, it, it matters because it's the only way that tourism can take place. 
either you are all engaged in the stakeholders or it's not sustainable. Uh, not even at the long term, it's not sustainable in the immediate term. Uh, so that's why it, it matters. Uh, how you do it, I think you need to be very understandable of the particular points of view and interest of uh, different people and different groups and different associations. Um, and and we, we discuss this internally in, in the Los Cabos Tourism Board because, as you were mentioning, you are a small scuba diving operator. So you your interests are it's a fraction of the model of how, how the destination works because they are catering for some people that come just to dive in a particular remote location that they want the, the, the marine experience. But mm -hmm. they are a small part and, and you need to understand that that's very important for them. You cannot think that, oh, because they are just having uh, 30 uh, people in a week, they are not important. They are definitely important. Uh, as any hotel that might be having in 400 rooms, and if you multiply 400 rooms times a month, uh, then they, they might be having in a month thousands of people coming to their, their, their hotel, their property. So everybody's interest is important. And if you understand that uh, internally and externally, because it's the same with an airline, when you are discussing with one of the big U.S. carriers that brings uh, close to a million visitors to a destination, uh, then imagine what this would be. So you, you need to understand that everybody has a piece uh, in how the, the whole machinery of uh, tourism works. And once you understand that and you care about each of them having priorities and having a clear objective, then you can start offering things that people would really notice and would make a difference in their lives. So, and what I'm reading in there when you, when you say between the lines is verticals like diving, they may not be the biggest um, uh, population of divers, but they're incredibly prestigious when it comes to defining the Los Cabos brand, as is, as is outdoor adventure, as is nightlife. And, and people will find those activities through the channels they use to find diving, through the channels they use to find uh, Latin American music. And you have to empower those channels. Exactly. You have to empower those channels. You have to understand them. You have to care about them. And you have to consider them. So, in, in for example, what we've been doing in, in integrating digitally in our website is we need to have a piece for everyone. Right now, most of the businesses in the destination, they have their own password and they log in into the Visit Los Cabos website and then they can upload pictures, make some changes, some modifications. So they are helping themselves yes. that and helping the destination if we are all integrated into the same digital ecosystem that has been a key component moving forward for the destination. Well, and I really appreciate you saying that because I, I've, I've been saying for you know a couple of years now, destinations exist in the world in two succinct forms. There is the, the magnificent physical Los Cabos and there's digital Los Cabos. And the truth of the matter is a far greater proportion of the world's population will experience the digital Los Cabos than will ever experience it in person 
but it just that just underlines the importance that the digital and the physical actually line up that there's resonance there between the two of them i mean we've all seen in the past you know the, the famous beach shot that when you get to the beach and you realize the angle it was shot at didn't show you the garbage and the you know the, the rundown the rundown marina and stuff like that and i think in a world where we're looking for authenticity we're getting so much better at checking against that through third party you know I, it's not uncommon to go look at a beach and then go and try and look at the user generated photos of that beach and see if they they actually line up with the agency created photos of that beach. So I really appreciate your work on on digital truth. Uh, I think as we experience Los Cabos in the world um, digitally, it is a remarkable experience, and I'm looking forward to you just continuing to grow that. But I gotta say, I gotta come back to this thing: the idea that you're working so hard as as the um, bureau to ensure that all levels of the experience from from the inbound to the in market to working with operators is safe and and sustainable and communicating that to the rest of the world i think that's incredibly important and i and i, I applaud you for your leading work in that area so well it's you know the, the hard work of every single people that live in los cabos every person in los cabos is putting uh, their part and we are just uh, coordinating in how this is communicated because it's a very important story that people need to know of how work everybody's working here and it's improving their quality of life through tourism those uh, economic social cultural um, benefits that everybody's getting through tourism uh, we have a big responsibility to keep working and keep being the uh, element of change in the matter of lives of so many people well, listen, thank you so much for being a guest. I, I will ask you one last question, which is when we can travel. And that actually might be a, a fair bit of a ways out. Where in the world do you want to go? Where, where do you miss? Uh, well, you, you, you know, um, I have family in Toronto. And as you know, um, right now, they completely shut down the flights between Mexico and Canada. So the first place that I would travel would be to Canada to see my family as soon as I'll tell you what, I'll swap your houses. You stay here. I'll come down and stay at your place because I'd love to see Los Cabos. But I can't wait to the day that you can come back and visit your family in Canada. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Um, Rodrigo, thanks for taking the time. Gracias, David. It's a pleasure. <laughs>